Welcome to season four of the 15-ish minute coffee chat, a conversation every business owner needs to hear. This week, we're very excited to have Dan Martin of Borhol Image Specialists. He's a business owner in a very specialty field, but niching requires keeping a close eye on industry changes. Today, we'll be discussing niching, specialties, and how that can help or hurt your business ventures. As we get started, though, we'd love for you to drop an answer to this question in the comments. Is your business specialized or niche, or are you all over the place? Uh, <laughs> now, welcome to the 15-minute coffee chat. Yes. <laughs> anyway. It's, yes. It's been quite a week, but we're super excited about our guest. He's He's got an interesting background in something I know nothing about. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But we were saying right before we came on how fun it is to be able to invite guests on that are have a completely different industry background and still have something in common simply because we're all entrepreneurs, we're all business owners, and we're all struggling with some of those same concepts and ideas that go along with that as opposed yeah. to industry specific things. No, I, I, and I keep like, I was excited about it. Cause I think like when you can format your show like this, it's, like, hey, you know, we're all kind of in the same boat as far as being a business entrepreneur or business owner is uh, there's this common denominator that I love that brings it together. And I was telling Anna this last week. I said, you know, I worked in the restaurant business and you could have every walk of life come into the restaurant. Right. So you get to meet and conversate with lots of people. And I can tell you, I had like a huge uh football coach, I had celebrities, I had professors of the university, like my conversation was different. I had a, a like a vet from the Korean War that was like really popular in the Hawaii speaking thing. So it's just it's just saying like, you can like our show, which I love is that we can have a conversation with just about anybody and really have a good time. And they, yes. they're not like this. We like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before we get too far into the conversation, let's introduce yeah. our guest and bring him on so he can be part of it. Um, all right. Yeah. So, so I'm going to, I'll read this time, right? Yeah, Just a little bit it. about it. Okay. I'm excited because I need to like, I need to practice some of these big words that I'm like a little scared about. Okay. So Dan, he has worked in the oil and gas industry for 16 years. He's got a very specialized job that allowed him to map the complex geology of Capitol Reef National Park. Um, he started his own business in 2016 with a partner, Taylor, to help the fast-paced changing oil and gas industry. And he's married to his beautiful wife, Rebecca, and they have four children. They live in Colorado. They endure outdoor activities, reading poetry, and World War II spy novels. Ooh, I'm digging that. No, right? Yeah. Well, Anna, like, why don't you bring him on? Let's say All hello. Right. Bring on Dan. Hi, Hi Dan. Dan. We're Welcome so glad to, to have show. you here. Yeah. yeah. Great okay. to be here. Yay. Okay, bear with us, Dan. I know we're going to be a little, um, we be, we're extra, but, you know, you know, you know how this family rolls. And I, as I point to the, Anna Larson yeah, over yeah. there. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Um, I, before yeah. we get started and get into it, we don't want to miss it, but we love to take our coffee cup selfie yeah. um, with our guests. So you guys, if you're watching, just take a little selfie, but on three, one, two, three. 
Yay. Thank you, Dan. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Okay. okay. So Dan, we read your bio. Yes. And I mean, it's like I mentioned earlier, it's in an industry I know nothing about. So can you just dumb it down for us in layman's terms? What yeah. do you do? Sure. So <laughs> the name of the company is Borehole Image Specialists. There's this. So after an oil company drills an oil well, oftentimes they send tools down the well bore, down the borehole, usually on a cable. And then they bring those tools up and that those tools measure the rock properties of the rocks down the well bore, uh, down the borehole. And uh, there's lots of different types of tools. There's ones that shoot electricity out into the formations. There's ones that bombard the rocks with nuclear, you know, gamma rays, that sort of thing. So we look at a special type of tool called a resistivity image tool. What that does is bombards the rocks with um, electricity and then it reads the conductivity and resistivity um, of the rocks and then makes an image, makes a picture. And we analyze that picture for fractures and the tilt of the beds and what the rock fabric looks like. And there's lots of things you can do with that. So it's really a useful thing. It's like having a picture of what the rock looks like down thousands of feet down the wellbore. That's wild. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah it's cool. So, so. You, you mentioned something earlier. You mentioned something earlier in our conversation before we came live. You said that there were only 200 people in the world maybe that do what you do. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, because isn't there like a trillion people in the world? So the fact <laughs> yeah. that... If you were one of 200, yeah. that's talk about niching down guys. Like that is a niching down in, and like in a specialty for sure. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I'm good. <laughs> good. He's like, yeah, good. Yeah. Are we going to talk about that? Why it's good and bad? Today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get to it. But Anna, wait, hold on. Let's get, let's do, let's ask. Oh no, we have to talk about our toolkit, huh? Yeah. We're going to talk about our toolkit really quick. So, um, so everybody understands, we always ask our guests, like what's one thing you cannot do without in your business. And Dan threw us his moleskin notebook. And then we threw in the more techie side of that, which is the rocket book. Um, which both Selena and I have, but Dan, tell us for a minute, what is, what is your moleskin notebook to you? I, well, I, I've been thinking about this question. When I started college, I did a bunch of field work uh, for, to get a degree in geology. You're always out in the field, like looking at stuff and taking notes. And when I was in the field, there's these classic ride in the rain notebooks that I carried around and constantly had with me. And so I got in the habit of having like a tactile thing that I could write notes in. And so when I started my career doing this for a living, I said, well, what, what's a similar, I loved this. I loved this. What's a similar thing. And so I've basically been carrying around one of these notebooks for years and years now. And it always comes with me sitting in my book, my bag or sitting in my pocket. And it's fun to look through these things because it's almost like a, a diary or a journal of my entire career. I've got all these notebooks. Yeah. Every project I've ever worked on. Uh, it's super analog, but I just love something about pencil on paper is just a wonderful thing to me. So, yeah. I, I, but it hits a lot of the sensories, right? Like, 
Like when you touch the notebook, it kind of like reignites a memory or something with that feel. I know that's so silly, but it, that's, you know, and um, I mean, I could go on about it. You're asking for something that I use every day and yeah. that absolutely I use every day for notes. Yeah. No. Well, so it's, it's interesting to me because I both use like I use an online organizer and I have a paper notebook. And so when I'm in my meetings, I absolutely have to have a paper notebook. There's no way I, I'm taking effective notes, trying to type it or do something organized online. But the rocket book, which we threw up here, in case you don't know what the rocket book is, it's kind of like the best of both worlds because yep. it allows you to go ahead and write in a notebook. And then it's got a, a, a QR code at the bottom of the page that will then scan it into your Google Drive for you or wherever you want it to go, cool. which I love. And then, and then it erases, so you never have to get a new one. <laughs> so it's environmentally great, you know yeah. what I mean? And you, so we did write some notes of like, I, this is what I did, right? I Googled, why is it better to write than type? And this is what came up. It activates the brain. It improves your spelling because we all know that autocorrect is not part of your hand jam. Um, yeah. It helps you remember and it helps you think faster. And um, I, I, I will remember the first time I realized this was I was uh, with my cousin in California and she was writing out like probably like a hundred envelopes for an invite for something. And I said, oh, why don't you just use the label and print it on? You know, she goes, I do this to keep my brain smart. Like it's the only thing I do for myself and this is yeah. what I do, you know? So, yeah. and I was like, I am, oh. I am surprised in the comments that everyone is responding with paper notebooks, paper notebooks, yeah. legal pads, moleskin notebooks. So for, for a hugely techie audience, I I'm loving that we're all like reverting yeah. to that, that moleskin notebook that Dan yeah. Mark cannot do without. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can't go trusty. Right. And again, you know, you have more than one. <laughs> well, do, you yeah, think, no. yeah. do you think, Dan, you could like eventually make some of these, all these notebooks into a book at some point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, could they well, be maybe, like, maybe. it's an interesting okay. idea for my okay. posterity. Here yeah. You, go. you know what I mean? They may like, be undecipherable is the problem. Right. Because when you they have one hundred people yes. in an industry, I right. think you could probably find something interesting to say about that. <laughs> They're going to have a statue for you. And you just want to be like, here is all my memoir stuff. Here is my 1,000 moleskin books. And then that's going to go in a museum. Just saying, that's what I think. Just prepare yeah. it. Prepare yourself, right? Your yeah. great-great-grandchildren are be like, yep, this is great-great-great-granddaddy Dan. And this is his legacy. I'll be bored. I'll be bored. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes, my gosh! You just tune it in. Pop in the comments. Are you a paper notebook user or are you a techie? Take your notes via computer user. We want to yeah. know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Shall we move along to yeah, our next move, thing? Yeah, we're going to move along to our mental health question of the day. And so uh, we instituted that this season where we brought in um, a mental health specialist and then she shot us a bunch of questions that we can ask our future guests. So I'm yeah, laughing. Our question for you today is you guys hold on. Uh oh, I, normally I have to download my uh, banner to come in and here's what's hysterical about technology. Dan's like, this is why if you use pencil and paper, <laughs> it works. So usually, I'm going to click it so you guys can all see it will not cover any of our pieces. But today 
And my lack of sleep and rush, I did not do it correctly. So you're not going to see it flash up, but Anna knows what question to ask you. Dan. Yes, because I also did it like this. So look, yeah. mental health question of the day. How have your recent successful ventures impacted your outlook for your future or the future of your work in the field you're in? Hmm, that's a really good question. So the oil business, like many, many businesses for many people this year, was greatly impacted by uh, the COVID-19 epidemic uh, because people weren't driving. If you remember in April, March and April, basically we we're at home, everyone in the whole country, except for a very select number of people. And that was happening worldwide. There was a time in April when the price of oil went to nothing or less mm. than nothing. Wow. When that happened, oil and gas companies basically shut down oil production um, because oil wasn't worth anything or not enough to not enough to be worth drilling for and that greatly affected my business because we just didn't have any work anymore um, mm. that, that happened for a lot of people interesting a lot of people got laid off um, and are still laid off um, because I work for myself I didn't lay myself off but <laughs> But it brought up a lot of interesting mental health uh, questions and challenges. Um, and it really did make me consider the future of my company, the future of my work in this oil and gas field. Um, and frankly, I don't have the answers yet to say, well, I worked through it and this is the answer. I, I'm still trying to figure out what to do. Um, we, me and my colleagues think that there's going to be this profession and my niche job for a long time, but we're not sure. Um, and so, you know, it's like, well, what do we, do? what do we do about that? We, 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 and I have tried to um, have a good mental attitude about it. I've tried to um, do things that were fun, which I enjoyed to keep my mental health and my spirits up, but you know, it's been tough. So. Yeah. Um, I, I know that this is not unique. There's probably hundreds of people in listening to this podcast or, and there's millions of people in the country that are facing similar problems. It's really a kind of a tragic thing that's happened. So, yeah, I mean, everything from the like the restaurant industry, servers and hostesses, you know, all the way, especially hospitality, all the way to oil and gas, which isn't something that you stop and think about would be affected by COVID necessarily. Yeah. But to hear like the you know a year ago we had the the oil and gas pricing was like you said zero next to nothing or below nothing yeah. that's going to have a huge effect on on everybody that works in that in that industry i didn't even i mean you never stop and i didn't stop and think about the ramifications of everybody's staying home nobody's driving to work nobody's going on trips everything's closed down so that's really industry in industry that's interesting because your industry and what you do is so specialized. And yeah. so it doesn't leave you a lot of options to like expand and find different ways for growth yeah. in your business. Luckily with the turnaround in the economy and also the turnaround in the price of oil, we have gotten quite a bit of work this year and we're actually back on track to have not a bad year. So the question is, is do I want to pursue this for the rest of my career? Do I want to try and change and get out of this highly specialized 
field that I work in. And those are ongoing questions that I don't have the answer to. Um, I don't want to, I really enjoy what I do, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish that I had like <laughs> no. concrete, concrete. No, this is just a casual conversation. You know, you don't, um, I, but what I mean, like what I'm hearing though, is like, what's really interesting, right? We're talking about niching and how you're very niche in, in your career and like your business, but then it's like, how about when you decide when you want to unniche, if that's the yeah. proper term, right? Is like, Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of us are like, hey, I I niche down and now I think I'm, and I think that's the question, like when when do you decide to unniche and come out of what you really love? And how long, you know, do you stay in your niche? I guess it just will be different for everybody, right? Well, and even what it would take to move to something different, like would you have to go back and get different certifications or schooling or specializations in order to branch out into a broader area? You know, I mean, there's yeah. all these things that would come into play if you were thinking about because you how long have you been doing this? You In 2016, you started your own company. But how many years have you been in this industry doing this? I started when I graduated from college and that was in uh, 2005. OK, so I, so I got this. I, it was it was really usually if you're going going into petroleum geology, uh, the usual kind of workflow or business flow is you go and get a job with an oil and gas company somewhere. And I, uh, I didn't do that. I knew a guy who knew a guy who had a job <laughs> and he offered me this job. And so we moved to Oklahoma city where, uh, where they had just opened up an office and I started doing this thing that I talked to you about it. And it's really been my career so far. Um, it's really enjoyable. There's lots of pros and cons, lots of pros about it. There are some cons, um, but you know, it's interesting how you find your career. Uh, usually I guess most people, and for sure me, I just, I just took the opportunities that were in front of me and following that succession down the career path leads me to where I'm at right now. And there's been times of, great success and there's also some some issues sometimes so it's it's really an interesting it's really an interesting yeah. uh, path that comes with being an entrepreneur though right is like yeah. is is Absolutely. that there are those risks and you just have to i like what you just said though about like you know you you grabbed what was in front of you and you kind of went with it and yeah. you know were you scared were you nervous like you know true true like true question like was it, yeah. was there the scare, like nervous energy? Absolutely. Well, absolutely. Every path you take is a step into the unknown. Every step you take is a, a pathway into this unknown area where how do you know what to do and what's right? You just have faith in yourself and you got to feel good about things and you find something that interests you and that you like, and then you go for it. And, um, you know, I started working for this little company and we were, quite successful and I really enjoyed my job. Um, part of the reason I've enjoyed my job is that even though it's highly specialized, it's this really niche thing, uh, in a way it's not niche at all because, because we're looking at one little aspect of a oil company's data, we look at data from all over the world. I've looked at the geology from many places overseas and all over the United States. It's 
in in that way it's not specialized at all because i'm almost a generalist in the ge the subsurface geology of the world and that's exciting too because it's hard to get bored because there's always like oh well what does what does the what do the rocks look like in pennsylvania or what do yeah. the rocks look like in california or what about in Colum we did a bunch of work in Colombia and I got to go down there and what do these rocks look like and how about uh, how about in Egypt you know we what yeah. what are they exploring for over there that that's exciting and fun so I I love the multicultural aspect your job has afforded you like in that sense like yeah. it is very interesting and and exciting and fun and so when you're looking at your where you're at now and you said you said this year is you know starting to flow out to be a pretty good year for you in that sense. So, yeah. so can, can we flow into the, right into the next question, which yeah. is kind of the, um, our, our big espresso shot question, which is what are the pros and cons of being specialized and what advice would you give to entrepreneurs that are looking to niche down? So I, I've heard you say a couple of different pros and I've heard you say a couple of different cons, you know, and you're in kind of this unique, unique zone where um, you see changes happening in your industry where you're going to be forced to do one thing or another in order to keep your business going. Yeah. You know, and how do you decide what to do there when you're in this specialized situation? There's one actually one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about that's related to this, and that is that the oil and gas business has gone through this like massive upheaval in even the time of my career, from from the beginning of when they started exploring for oil till about I don't know maybe ten years ago. Generally, the principles were the same. They were looking for the same sort of rock formations to find oil in. And then there was this massive technology breakthrough, which uh, people call the frack revolution, fracking, it's hydraulic stimulation. When that happened, which is like this massive technology influx into the oil and gas business, it changed everything. Um, the way that people explore for uh, oil and natural gas has, has changed a lot. And so I've kind of been there and seen how this technology revolution has really changed everything and that's been very interesting to see and it's really affected my job too the way that we look at borehole images is different way different than it was when i started my career um, that's fun and exciting to see a technological massive change uh, it's also worrisome because for instance people use borehole images less than they used to for a, a variety of reasons that we could get into if you want, but it's pretty technical. So, <laughs> we wouldn't understand yeah, it, even so, if you would like. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Uh, but it's it's uh, um, it's really an interesting thing to watch um, the industry that you work in have this like massive technology up, upheaval and for good and bad. Um, and it, it's hard to predict it if I'd have known what I what I was going to get myself into when I started I don't I guess I probably would have followed the same path but it you know it's it's hard to go back and make those or think back and say well what should I have done or what could I have done so um, one of the one of the pro, let me one of the pros about working for myself being an entrepreneur is that like I said before it's hard to lay yourself off I guess if you don't have any work you can just <laughs> shut your business down 
I've got I've got friends that were laid off last year and haven't been able to find a job anymore. And I've really enjoyed and I think benefited from this opportunity to say have a wide client base who I have relationships with and have worked for for years and years and I am their go-to person for this specialized service. And so as long as I can keep and cultivate that client base and those relationships and be on the cutting edge of this analysis that I do, I think that I will always have a job as long as um, as long as the industry is using these tools to, you know, to understand the rocks. If they stop, then that's the con. Then I maybe <laughs> right. I have a job forever, you know? Right. So if your industry makes you obsolete, there's really nothing you can do about it. But I love what you said, because even though you're in the specialized, unique in, like position and in an industry that, uh, you know, not a lot of people are part of in the entrepreneurial world, the things you said were you developed customer, great customer relationship, you provide a great service, you stay at the forefront of what you do by being in the know of what's happening now in your borehole specialist world, right? And ultimately that's what is keeping your business afloat. And I loved that because I, I feel like that applies across the board to anyone that's thinking about niching or specializing uh, you know, I mean, I'm a copywriter, right? So I do not niche right now. And I've often wondered if I should. Should I only focus on copywriting for a specific type of industry? Um, would that make me a better copywriter? Would that allow me to, you know, have more specific long term clients? Because right now it's all over the place for me. And I haven't taken that step to do the niching like you know, what we're talking about now, but it is something I think about often yeah. um, in terms of would it be good or bad for my business? And in your, in, in this sense, I love that your pros are across the board for every entrepreneur. Yeah. You know, it's not just specific to your industry at all. Yeah. Can I just comment too? And I, one of the things you had just said, Dan was, you know, um, in your specialty, though, you became like the go to person, right, for this specific, um, in, you know, in your, in your niche, obviously, you know what I mean? And so I think, like, a pro, though, is, hey, this is the go to, this is the guru, this is the, like, the magical genie that's gonna, like, get what we need done. Um, as a, like, when you said when you niche, because if you're almost too vague, it's kind of like, you know, there's like, hey, the client or whatever is like, I'll just kind of fish and not that you can't also still be the go to if you're not niched, but yeah. there's yeah. more of you, right? I don't know. That's yeah, I like I that when you said that. There are more of you, you know. So, so where you're at now, currently, are you looking at avenues for expanding your specialty services, expanding your niche a little bit, so that if there is that massive upheaval in your industry, which would make your job obsolete, I mean, just yeah. you know, putting it very plainly, you would still be able to do what you love, maybe in a different way. Yeah. Well we're on the cusp of a of a, a renewable energy revolution um the oil and natural gas are going to be part of the energy budget for the united states and for the world for a really long time 
Um, it's the cheapest, most reliable source of energy for the country. And I think it makes up something like 60% of our energy needs and especially transportation costs. But things are changing. Uh, even in our, um, our association, American Association of Petroleum Geologists, there's been more and more and more talk about how to take the skill set that we've gained in oil and gas exploration and how to use that and move it on into things like geothermal energy and that sort of thing. And that's actually something that we have as a, me and my colleagues have been trying to get into. It's like, well, how do we take our skill set and find new opportunities? And frankly, we haven't been that successful yet, but that is something that we've put a lot of energy into and are trying to find that avenue. And I think as that well, those other those other industries pick up a little bit that may create some space for people like me that we can kind of do both things or everything um, a lot of the principles from oil and gas a lot of the techniques tools and, and technology from oil and gas actually translate into these other more renewable type energies anyway mm. especially geothermal it's kind of a similar deal there's drilling you got to understand the fractures you got to you know, follow a path and understand heat flow, you know, it's that, it's kind of a similar thing. So I'm like nodding my head, like, yeah, I totally know what you're saying right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's that genie talk that you're talking <laughs> because I'm going to say Ray just said this, Dan, he said, Oh, I like magical genie. That's going to be your new nickname. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. The fact is, is that oil and gas are going to be part of the equation for a long time. Right. Um, there's, there's no way to get around that. And natural gas is really a nice, well, we're going to be, well, it's very abundant in the United States, first of all, and it's not as polluting as coal or oil. And so it's going to be mm -hmm. part of our energy consumption for a long time. Yeah. So, so nuclear and other things. More, right. So. So what would you say is the answer to the last part of this question, which is what advice would you give to entrepreneurs looking to niche down? Yeah. Like what's one word of wisdom? One cent, what would you say? Well, you, you've got to be really good at what you do. Hmm. Uh, that is so smart. <laughs> you've got to be really good. You've got to, you've got to have a, a product that people really want and, need and appreciate from you yourself mm -hmm. and if you can be good and people see that then you can build that niche for yourself um, that was really uh, awesome right that was the perfect answer <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously but in a nutshell be really good at what you're trying to niche down to yeah so that the niching down works for you why you went down to the niche. I mean, yeah. if that's like the way to say it, but you know. Yeah, and, know. and probably you have to really love it too, because if you're gonna spend mm -hmm. all your time on that one niche, mm -hmm. you better really like what you're what you're doing for it in that yeah. sense. And, and you're right, if you're only mediocre at doing what you do, it's not gonna be a very good fit, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh, I love God. that, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. It just kind of like summed it all up in one more <laughs> sentence there. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even mean to do it. Like like mm -hmm. I was saying before, I I didn't intend on doing this thing. I 
I wasn't, it wasn't my goal. It was like, I'd found myself down this path and here I am. And yeah. I do really love it. And it's really enjoyable for the most part. And um, here I am. So, <laughs> and now here you are. Talking to you guys. <laughs> here you are on the 15 ish minute coffee chat. Yeah. <laughs> talking talking about right. business. <laughs> No, I, you know what? I mean, I, I loved like when Anna had brought you up as like um, a potential guest, like a couple months when we were getting this together. And I was like so fascinated because I'm like, no, I don't even have anybody in my circle that is in this yeah. zone of genius. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, there was some nervousness because I'm like, how do you how do you talk to somebody that is uh, in his field? And she's like, like this and i was like oh, okay you know yeah. well I think, I think the important thing to remember is just that even though he's in the specialized field he still is an entrepreneur and so the right. same kinds of issues that i have as a copywriter and you have as a you know a web designer social media managers and then the borehole specialists that look at yeah you know the 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 rocks under the ground in boreholes like we all still have the same the same business things affecting yep. us. And yeah. one of those is this, do you specialize? Should you need, right. do yeah. you need to make yourself a more, a bigger asset to a specific industry in order mm -hmm. to really excel and succeed at your career that you've yeah. chosen as an entrepreneur? And so I find it super interesting that Dan has been able to do that. I care, I'm just gonna talk about you like you're in the third person right now, Dan. <laughs> right. But I find it interesting that he's been able to do that and now he's in a position where everything's changing. Where do you go from there? You know, and and I like your vulnerability and being able to say, I don't know, honestly, we're right. not at a point where I have to, where you have to make a decision, um, yeah. you know, and you just kind of part of it is you just have to wait and see where the industry goes and what they're going to require from you. But I also love that on the side, you and your partners are looking at other options just in case, yeah. like, you know, it's a smart way to do it. That's the business side of, right. That's the business part. Like there's the doing what you love part. And then there's this, okay, I have to market my business. I have to run my business. I have to pay people on my business. I have to, you know what I mean? That has nothing to do with Absolutely. the, right. So yeah. How do you find insurance and what are you supposed yeah. to get? And what about contracts? And right. 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 Hire, should we have our, should we hire a lawyer to look through our contract? You know, there's lots of lots of interesting yeah. questions that I had never thought about when starting a company. Yeah. Yeah. L luckily, I don't have to do much of that because I one of my colleagues does kind of takes that. And does that's what the, they that's their role. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness for that. Yeah. Thank goodness. Thank you, Roger. <laughs> but, but you know, I I'm still part of it and have to be in on the decisions on how how things work. Yeah, for, for the most part, and right, and what are we gonna do? And you know, so yeah, no, I for sure. Um, Anna and I, you know, we redo projects together, and there's things that she handles in the project, and there's things that I handle in the project because it just makes it easier. You know what so, I mean? So, so we all have to have a Roger. So Dan, I'm, I got mine right above. So you know what I mean? We all, have, we all have to have a Roger. I love that. Yeah, yeah that's going to be my quote. It's going to be like, Roger's have a Roger. Really yeah. Roger's really great. Oh, 
Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. No, I love it. I, I want to kind of pop up where people can find you, Dan, so that way they can kind of learn more about what you do and how impor- important it is. And, you know, I'm just maybe you have questions. Yeah, I want to just tell everyone, go to their website because the first image on their header, hero header on their website is just breathtakingly gorgeous. But okay, Dan, mm-hmm. tell us where we can find you. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, uh, uh, well, call Anne and she'll give you my phone number. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> A direct <laughs> line. Directly. <laughs> yeah. But, but here's our website, uh, bhigo.com. And sometimes I use that Instagram handle too. I don't know. We're not, I'm not that social media savvy. So. Right. Um, well, I don't know. Do you have to be as, I mean, as such a specialized niche? Really, you no, don't need to advertise no. the same way some businesses right. need to advertise. I think you could just show gorgeous photos of like what you're Rocks. doing. And that's awareness. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you know what I yeah. mean? Can you imagine like though, like you see gorgeous formations and how like over time that's like, I don't know all the right words, Dan, so please forgive me. Okay. But just, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. could put it on a wall as an art. It's just sometimes it's so beautiful, you know? That's the thing about oh, geology awesome. is it's always so visual and interesting. Yeah. It's uh, like, it's funny because I get this magazine from my college at school. And it's the physical and mathematical, College of Physical and Mathematical Sciences. And so it's like math and chemistry and geology and biology and stuff and always on the cover of their photo of this little magazine is always geology yeah it's because that's the thing that's like the the eye pop and the you know that's the interesting thing even though it's like a small percentage of that that's the eye candy to capture the audience right like this is my hook so so then i'm going to give you all the other stuff there's your takeaway dan now you know how to maximize your instagram account (laughs) well well, luckily i'll i'll just name drop my other colleague ron parker he is a really wonderful photographer and he is the one that took that image that picture that image that that's on our website he's really great oh my gosh see being very smart so there you go rope him into it then (laughs) yeah thanks ron <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, if you're interested in in hearing more about what Dan does, then you can find him there or reach out to me and I'll I'll track him down for you and we'll get you all connected. Yeah. Dan and his wife will get random phone calls. Hi, <laughs> I know Anna and she said I could call you to ask you a question. I know it's 2 a.m. in your time, but I can't sleep and I need to be told <laughs> about this. <laughs> so. <sighs> I guess we are nearing toward the end, I guess. Is that I know. Yeah, it's time to wrap it up, but let's throw up our tip jar so we have a financial oh, yeah. for all of our entrepreneurs out there who are listening yeah. in or watching the, the show live. Um, yeah, from, tell, talk about it. Tell about yeah. it. So listen, here's our t- tip tip this, this week. When doing your monthly bookkeeping, set a timer for 20 minutes of work and then five minutes of rest, it's gonna help you get through everything in a quick fashion. So listen, if you're like me, what this is basically <coughs> saying is don't dedicate an entire hour because by minute 40, you are gonna be ripping your hair out in frustration. <laughs> you're gonna you be just don't always get it, right? So <laughs> 
20 minutes of a strong pace and then take a little bit of a break and catch, right. catch your breath again because I am not a CPA. I'm not a bookkeeper like Caitlin Eldridge is. And so, you know, yeah. she's she's pretty amazing. And um, I use her just to say, and um, I just want to do a, just a little shout out. We um, are so excited that we get to also stream live into the Mill Spouse Creative and Entrepreneurs with Moni Jefferson. And Caitlin is also part of that group. So it's great to be able to feature somebody that is also in, in other places. But anyway, that's just my thing. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yes. So that's our tip. All right. Ah. Yeah, so before we say goodbyes, we just want everyone to know that next week we have Desiree Martinez and we're going to be talking all about YouTube and how you can maximize YouTube for your entrepreneurial business. Damn, and you could easily make YouTube videos with <laughs> what you guys do. Um, that's a really great saying. idea. I have never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Interesting, like for the people like us that don't get the tech talk, but would love to see, like literally see what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, that would be interesting. I want to see the process of like, I'm going to get this rock. They're always into that before <laughs> and after, right? Like this is the process of us going to getting an image thousands of feet under the ground or miles, whatever it is. No, we can't. don't ask me. I'm not, I was not good in school. I'm going to exit out. This is the girl that should not be in the same room as Dan and Anna. <laughs> whatever. Like yeah. I do. I would have said feet and then gone or miles or I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Long well drill holes. I don't know. I live in Texas. I have no idea what I, goes on. Here. I told Dan I was really nervous. I mean, like I'm sweating under my armpits because I'm like, I'm going to say a wrong word. <laughs> uh, okay so listen for everyone you can find us at andandselena.com on facebook on youtube or your favorite podcast platform for the 15-ish minute coffee chat we would love for you to subscribe um and if you took a coffee cup selfie then hashtag us at hashtag 15-ish mcc we'd love to see it and we're getting ready for a new season we only have one more guest for this season so that yeah. means a new video featuring new coffee cup selfies so we want to yeah. see yours okay. yeah Oops. so dan thank you for thank giving you us so your time and I wanted to just say one more thing. I I did know what fracking was. Not yeah. wait, wait. I I watched it in a movie, yeah. and I was like, oh, I know a word he's saying, but I couldn't. You know, I just wanted. To, I just want to put that out there. Okay, but Dan, thank you really for taking the yeah, time out of your day to hang out with us. Yeah, and, and talk us about your business. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I found it really interesting, this whole specializing mm -hmm. thing and, and kind of the, the good and the bad that comes along with it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see everybody in next Monday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got one last comment from Jenna. You need a person like that in your life. All right. Okay, guys. Dan, we'll catch you backstage real quick, but thanks for okay. joining us this week. Bye, Thank everyone.